welcome to the monthly Skill Bite Show, where we share information that is geared to helping you succeed in your business. This is Judy Weintraub, CEO of Skill Bites and host of this show. If you want to position yourself as an expert, one of the best ways to do that is to become a published author. Skill Bites author platform provides the easiest way to get a book written and published. Today, I am delighted to have as our guest, Soness Stevens. Soness is the head speaker coach for multiple TEDx events, and she's coached over 140 TED and TEDx speakers. Soness represented Japan for TED Worldwide and is a four-time TEDx speaker herself. She has a weekly nationwide broadcast TV show on communications and is an associate professor of business presentation skills at YNU. As a professional speechwriter, her rhetoric has competed against presidents and Nobel Prize winners to win six Cicero Awards. When Sinesse is not on stage speaking, she's making light of life as a stand-up comedian have you wanted to get books to speak at TEDx, wondering if you have a TEDx-worthy idea? Well, in this episode of the Skill Bites show, Sines is going to explain how you can find your TEDx-worthy idea. Sines, we're so delighted to have you on the Skill Bites show. Such a joy to be with you today. Thank you so much. Can you start off by telling us a little bit about your journey? How did you become a speaking coach and specifically focusing on TED and TEDx? Well, you know, that is a long journey. Started off with my little girl dreams of being a ninja. You know, you have those little dreams that you're like, I wonder if that'll ever come true. And I ended up moving to Japan to study Japanese. And I ended up becoming a professor of communication skills. And I wrote a book on presentation skills. Meanwhile, having a TV show on NHK TV at the time, uh, Ted came to Japan, just like they did for Ted NH or Ted PBS and BBC. And um, I begged for a seat to get in there. <laughs> and in the meantime, uh, actually I tell the story in one of my mini courses, but um, I'll skip past that, but I ended up speaking at TED Worldwide, and as a result, ended up coaching speakers for different TEDx events across Japan and then eventually around the world. I am the first TED and TEDx speaker coach in the world. Uh, started a whole entire branch of industry back when people are like, people need a coach for that? And people still ask me that question. Yes. If you want to get your ideas conveyed in a way that's clear, concise, and replicable, you want to make sure that you're creating a massive impact in the world. Having to ensure that every word hits with impact is a massive part of that. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, that was one of my questions was going to be for you. What does coaching do for somebody? But now you've, you've answered that. <laughs> well, it's interesting, Judy, because, you know, when we go to, um, yeah, especially where my speakers, when they, when they, you know, we, I work with them from their seed of an idea, this, you know, little possibility, like, is this Ted worthy? And we, we play around and do an organic process. And once we find that seed of an idea, we can start building the core thesis. And once that core thesis, the thread that ties together the entire talk is created, then we can go and create their audition piece. 
and they get booked because 97% of my speakers do get booked for TED and TEDx. Wow. Um, the only 3% that don't are the ones who don't press the enter button. So you got to press the enter button. <laughs> but their pieces are so dynamic and they're captivating that they get booked. And so when they get to an event, they're like, oh, it comes with a speaker coach. And the speaker coaches are really well-meaning people, but they're not professional speech writers. And so what they find is, uh, I got booked. My full draft is due at the end of the week. Oh, no. What am I going to do, Sinez? <laughs> so that's why we continue working on the full piece before that. And we're looking more at people who are volunteers giving their best, but they don't necessarily have 40 hours to devote to you and your talk and to ensure that your idea is truly connecting to make a difference in society, to make a difference in the world, to make a difference in how we view ourselves within this global context. And mm -hmm. that's what we get to get, we get to do. It's a beautiful, beautiful, organic, fun process. Wow. That, that's pretty amazing. That sounds like it would be pretty critical for just about anybody who is looking to speak on TED, TEDx or any other stage. Yeah, well, I often do get, um, I often get CEOs and clients who are coming through because they have a TED style talk they'd like to deliver with impact. I remember one of my speakers from, um, he's CEO of a massive HR software company and uh, it's called Greenhouse. And when he came, uh, he was like, you know, I have a keynote for, you know, 1,500 of our our top people coming through and our top customers as well. And um, I'd like to create a TED style talk. And when he came through, he had a draft, but there was something lacking. There was something not engaging or clicking for him. And so I was like, would you be okay? I know the talk is in a month. Would you like to go on a journey? And he's, I don't know, this is kind of tight. And um, we ended up going on that journey. And he's like, I didn't sign up for poetry class. I'm like, yes, you did. <laughs> uh, because we start very organically in the process. Because most people think linearly when looking at a talk or they have a template, like this is what needs to go first. And you need to have the power of story. And you need all these elements. Da, da, da. And they fill in the gaps. But when we're looking at your whole talk, Judy, we're looking at, you know, how most people are thinking paint by, paint by numbers, Van Gogh's Starry Night. But we're looking at what colors do you have available to you on your palette in order to paint a picture that's uniquely yours and so we started over from scratch worked through the stories worked through all of that and the talk was brilliant memorable and everyone in that room walked home <laughs> going oh my god greenhouse is life-changing and it's an hr software company is it life-changing mm -hmm. Actually, it is. It is very life changing because humans are at the center of it. And it's just, you know, he ended up in one of his uh, one of his stories. He said, um, hiring is like magic. Once you know how it's done, it's easy to do. And I was like, can you do magic? And he's like, Sinus, actually, I can do this magic trick. <laughs> and he did this. He's like, do you have a uh, wine wine corks with you? I'm like, no, I don't. Um, and at the time, you know, <laughs> I was at my home desk, but I'm not going to have wine corks on it. I'm not. I'm visiting my brother and my mother right now. So uh, different environment, but so I don't have the items available, but he's like, you know, pick up things. I'm like chapstick and this, I'm like, put them together. And uh, 
showed me this magic trick. I'm like, that's it. That's going in the talk. And it was the, it was one of the pivotal pieces that ended up connecting everyone in the room. By the end of it, we're like, can you get wine corks that say greenhouse on it? And each member of the audience had two wine corks and they got to try this trick along with them. So every time they see a wine cork, they're going to remember that magic of hiring. Wow. It's, it was a beautiful, beautiful talk. Very, I'm so grateful that he went on the journey to figure out, you know, what's the key element and have some fun and play with it. Cause not everybody's, not everybody's uh, excited about creating something that's unique. It's easy to stay standard. It's easy to say hiring is important. Here are five steps to great hiring. Um, versus creating something that's memorable and lasting and will stick. Mm -hmm. mm. Very good. Um, backtracking a little bit to TED and TEDx, what's the difference between TED and TEDx? So TED is the main stage and that's hosted in Vancouver, Canada. And that's held by uh, Chris Anderson, who's the head of TED now. Um, and that's about technology. First of all, TED stands for Technology, Entertainment, and Design. And so that's the main stage event. And then, uh, <laughs> then they created independently organized events. That's TEDx. And that came about because um, somebody had the same determination I did <laughs> about speaking at TED and TEDx. My friend Patrick Newell, he probably went to TED and was like, you know, it'd be great if we had independently organized events. And they kept saying, no, no, no. And he's like, yeah. I think it'd be a great idea. And he ended up getting the rights to host the first independently organized TED event in the world called TEDx Tokyo. And that's where the TEDx movement started. My home, uh, my home is Tokyo. I've lived in Tokyo, Japan for more than 25 years. And all of the movement started there, thanks to one person and their determination to ensure that ideas worth spreading are all around the world. Now there are over, oh, I think there are over 500 TEDx events around the world, independently organized. So the quality is supposed to remain high level and the content as well has to remain that same high level content, ensuring that it's not pseudoscience, that it's backed with science, that there's uniqueness to these ideas. It's not your typical keynote all of those factors into play and the organizers get to curate based on their own themes. So we get to figure out, you know, what theme is the right theme for your ideas and your messaging. Um, that's my brother's cat, <laughs> my brother's cat, my mother's belongings since we just moved her into a nursing home. <laughs> like, Yeah. And the cat is trying to get out. Could you excuse me for a moment, please? Sure. Hey, tell me, cat, you want to go out? Good boy. Yes, you can go out. <laughs> All right. Thanks for your grace. Sure. There goes your kitty cat or your <laughs> My brother's cat. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody is considering or desirous of speaking mm -hmm. at a TEDx event, what are the things that they should be thinking about in making the decision and applying, what, what will make, uh, allow them to stand out? Well, that's, uh, what will allow them to stand out? You know, I think a lot of people have it on their bucket list 
to speak at TED or TEDx, um, I don't think that's the right way to go with it. And my speakers don't speak because they want to speak. They speak because they have to. They have to create a change. They have to create a shift. They have to heal this pain that exists and not just for themselves, but within the world. And that essence is more important than the desire of the ego to get up on stage and like, look at me, I'm speaking now, you know, it's got to be based on that. And secondly, uh, are you familiar with the the cellist Yo-Yo Ma? Yes. Yeah. He says, um, without deep contemplation, we're just communicating sheer sound. And we spend copious amounts of time in deep contemplation to ensure that idea is fully grounded, based in, backed with science or backed with data, backed with experience, backed with what whatever that needs to have that fulfilled backing and, and then creating the logic around that and creating the levity as well. So, so first is the, you know, it's the deep desire to create a change. The second is to have that um, deep contemplation. And third, ensuring that it's done in a way that's going to click and make sure that it's resonating with the particular organizer of the specific event that you're applying to. A lot of people think nowadays there are a lot of newbies on the scene who are like, just apply for everything, which is a waste of your time, waste of the organizer's time and a waste for the other people who have ideas worth spreading to get out into the world. So, for example, um, one of my speakers, Shirley Liu, she's the VP of L'Oreal Paris. And uh, she said, she said, Sinez, I want to speak at TEDx London. I'm like, Shirley, that's not your event. It's a hard sciences event. And you're speaking about it's a beautiful subject. Uh, it's about how a corporation is a collection of souls to blossom. And that idea to finally come to that phrase, well, she first said it maybe in, in like session two, but it wasn't until like session six. She's like, and she's like, no, 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 it's about mentoring. Like, I think it's a corporation is a collection of souls to blossom. And she's like, nope, nope, it's this. And then somewhere else, she's like, you know what it is? Oh my God, I had this brilliant idea. What if a corporation is a collection of souls to blossom? Like you said that (laughs) before, this is it. But uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful concept. So it's more social sciences rather than hard sciences like robotics or engineering or, you know, here's something I've invented that cleans up oil spills. Like my speaker, Cesar Harada, who is a Ted senior fellow, which means Ted really, really likes him. so for her, she wanted to apply to that one because it was TEDx London is the biggest event in all of Europe. And it's not your event. It's a waste of their time, waste of your time. And uh, I said, these are your three events. London, um, not London, uh, Oxford. Come to me. Cambridge, thank you. And the third one is the Harvard of Paris. And I'm like, those are your best. She's like, what about this cute little coastal town in England? I'm like, that's not your event. They're looking for someone who maybe built a dam <laughs> locally to prevent flooding, or I don't know, but they're, they're not looking for the VP of L'Oreal Paris. Um, and then she applied to TEDx London and got to know. She applied to that small event, the coastal town, got to know. And she's like, your system doesn't work. I said, those were not your events. And then that next week, Oxford, yes. Cambridge, yes. Harvard of Paris, yes. Three yeses. So we want to be very specific about who we're, who we're applying to, 
how that energy is and respecting and honoring the fact that these in, these organizers have created independently organized TEDx events in order to make sure that many people's ideas that are worth spreading get out into the world and giving grace. You know, she's like, I got all three. I'm like, well, let's let's put off some because that'll give opportunities to other people. We don't we don't need to think in a scarcity mindset of like, they're need them all, they're mine. You know, we need to be able to allow space for other people to share their ideas. So those are the three areas that's, um, you know, really having that deep inner desire for transformation, the, uh, you know, deep contemplation and having the right audition piece to apply to the right events. How do you help people come up with the main topic or if they have a topic to massage that topic so that it does meet those three transformation contemplation <laughs> that's a great question how do you find that topic well some people know exactly what they want to speak about for example one of my speakers kelly charles collins when she first came to me she's like i want to speak at tether tedx about the bystander effect and the bystander effect is Know, when good people watch as bad things happen to others and she she knew exactly where she wanted to go with it so she needed an idea of she needed to work through um finding the right stories finding the right connection making sure that the flow is correct making sure that it's engaging and so we worked through every bit of that audition piece and rewrote and worked and worked and worked and you know a lot of people ask are you gonna write it for me like i'll write it with you to ensure that it, but we have to ensure that it's your idea that it has your essence behind it. And it sounds like you. And by the way, it's an award-winning talk now. So she did end up getting booked at the largest event in the Southeast, TEDx Ocala. And it was powerful, standing ovation. ovation. On the other hand, there are other people who come like, I have a feeling this is where I'm supposed to be going, but I'm not quite sure what it is. And for example, like my speaker Johnson, who spoke recently at TEDx Roland Park in Baltimore, Maryland, he was in Australia and we started working together. And uh, he was like, I think it's all this stuff here, like ancestral, like he's a shaman and a yogi. And he's got these beautiful ideas that Ted would probably look at as a little woo. But these ideas are founded in such practical logic. It's beautiful. It's like, ah, you know, ancestral trauma, lineage, you know, these things that we have. I'm like, he's like, if we could break that, I'm like, wait a minute. So what you're saying is you want to talk about how to break up with your family. That's it. And so we ended up writing and creating around that. Um, sometimes, you know, <laughs> his friend Courtney said she came to the talk uh, from New York to Baltimore and she's like, yeah, you have a gift for making really complex things simple. And I'm like, so are you calling me simple minded? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you know, we work through that and play through. Sometimes it's an intuitive process. Like for his talk on on session one, I sketched a piano keyboard. I don't know why. Just in my mind map, I sketched a piano keyboard. Session two, he said, did I ever tell you that my it was my mother who wanted me to play the piano? She wanted me to be a professional pianist and I'm trained as a classical pianist. She wanted me to teach piano lessons at home while she took care of my children. The only problem with that is I'm gay, I don't want kids, and I hate playing the piano. And I'm like, there's the opening line. <laughs> So it ended up becoming the opening line of his entire talk. And he's got this massive grand piano with him on stage. Judy, you're going to love it when it comes out. It's powerful. It is riveting. And 
we got to play towards his personality, which is very charismatic and um, use a lot of multimedia in it as well. And it was really great to be able to stage specifically for him. Whereas for someone else, I may have played it differently. Sometimes it's intuitive and sometimes uh, it's a lot of deep exploration and going through hundreds of stories. I have another speaker as well right now that I'm working with. And Monty's a very practical, logical business coach for mid-sized companies. And for him, it's really about process and getting it down there. And so for Johnson needed the logic flow and Monty needs the story flow that we can bring into. So what does that look like for him and being able to pull those out? So it goes from, here's what we do, here's steps one, two, three, four, to who are you in all of this? How are you relatable and how are you going to be able to connect with an audience or an organizer in order to get booked to speak at TED or TEDx? Does that wow. answer? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, I'm, it's hard to do that by yourself, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. A lot of people think creative processes, like I, I should be alone in solitude and have all this stuff done and have a, you know, I'm... <laughs> I, I have experienced that a lot of times where people think they have to do it alone. And there's something about uh, the mindset of I, if I don't do it my, you know, all by myself, it's not worthy or I don't know. There's something about not being good enough. And what I found as a as a creative and a uh, an academic is both, both sides of the line is it requires a full balanced team in order to ensure that there's there's more depth, more texture. If you look at all the best TV shows, even if you look at John Oliver, there's a team of writers. One should not be alone in the creative process. And one should be with people who can ensure that they're creative collaborators with you. Not trying to take over and say this, you need to do this or that, more of how are we able to create together? It's play, it's work, it's laughter to tears. It's the entire spectrum of emotions in order to create. And when I, when I work with my speakers, there's me and my speaker, and then we have another person who comes on as well. And, and most of the, sometimes mostly in parts and so forth. And then we have another person who comes on. Uh, I, I do stand up comedy, so I bring in a lot of levity to talks that could be quite heavy. For example, my speaker, Jesse, Jesse spoke about uh, how to deal with anxiety. She's a psychotherapist in California and how to, how to deal with anxiety can be quite triggering, especially as the world is coming out of a global trauma. And she was working with a speaker coach who was like, you need to use the power of story. Talk about when you were 16 and you slit your wrist and then your uncle committed suicide. It's like, oh, wow. As a psychotherapist, that's irresponsible because how is she going to repack the bags of the viewers who are watching this talk at home when suddenly they're triggered? So we need to balance that line and ensure. So we started over from scratch one month before TEDx talk. I don't recommend this because it's like a full-time job and you got to hire out me and my team entirely. Um, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> but we worked it from, from scratch and um, it's powerful and it's filled with conviction. And there's not one single story about trauma, but it's more of a, here's, here's how we can recognize and acknowledge and feel that to experience change. 
and transformation by the end of the talk in a very, I see where you're at, I hear you, you're acknowledged in your, what you're experiencing with anxiety, with the darkness and the levity and the humor and figuring out, she's got a very dry sense of humor. How can we make sure that her dry sense of humor comes during this talk and ensuring those punchlines are hit and are, are written in there in a way that are, well, just like you, that's it. It's gotta be you and your style, but ensure that it's in there. And uh, by the way, that that talk just won a Cicero Award. So we're very, very, uh, very excited for her. She's my speakers work really, really hard. And um, it's, it's really important to have that team to balance it out to ensure that it's not one dimensional, but it's got texture, layers. Uh, there's and one thing that I love about her talk and Johnson's well, all of my speakers is the breath, the space, the shifts. And it's something that's unique because it has to be uniquely your voice. Not everyone's going to speak like me, and they shouldn't. Not everyone's going to speak like you, and they shouldn't. You need to speak like yourself in the highest level of yourself. Not who you were yesterday, but who you are, not even today, but who you're becoming and finding that space. So I notice you've got Japanese shoji behind you, a paper screen. Mm -hmm. Usually I live in Japan, so my office literally does have paper windows and paper doors because that's my home. I usually don't have my mother's belongings and boxes behind me. Um, and you have the beautiful uh, plum blossoms. Actually, I think that's Chinese behind you, actually. But you've got the beautiful plum blossoms. And what makes it beautiful is not the overwhelming sense of flowers like a traditional American bouquet of a dozen roses, but the beauty is the space between the highlights, the red, and still the beauty of the stillness of the curvature of each branch. Interesting, yes. Well, Sines, I really appreciate your being here today. If people wanted to connect with you, what is the best way for them to do that? Come on over to yourspeakingjourney.com. That's yourspeakingjourney.com. You can get a roadmap to TED, and that'll give you all the details in order to learn how to get booked to speak at TED or TEDx. And it comes with a free seven-day mini course. It's got four-minute long videos which you can enjoy learning how to go through it. And I, it comes with real practical exercises and worksheets as well. If you have any questions, feel free to connect with me. Uh, you'll find me also on your speaking journey. It's Sinesa at yourspeakingjourney.com. You'll find it on the website as well. And I'd love to hear what your ideas are. What's your idea worth spreading? If you had 30 seconds on a TEDx stage, what would you share? Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being with us. Really appreciate that. Has definitely broadened my view of how to create a meaningful talk, whether it's TED or TEDx or talking to employees or clients or anybody else. There's so many different layers that I hadn't really Oh, it's such a joy to spend time with you, Judy. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome.
Take care. Thank you.